You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 11th of July 2021. Why an airlock? Atmosphere outside's breathable. You hope? Scanned before we left the shuttle. I don't just blunder in, you know. Shame. Usually works for me. Go to all the effort of hiding your big shiny building, shielding it from scans. You don't want any Tom, Dick or Harriet dropping by uninvited, popping their muddy boots up on the couch. Perhaps they're being cautious. Ah, Eureka! Welcome to the microcosmic world of the Big Finish podcast. Wow. I'm Benji Clifford, he's yes. Nick Briggs, and here's yes. what's coming up from Big Finish this week. Uh, well, in a change from the plans we previewed last week, mainly because I got confused and got the dates Where, where am I? What, what place of oh, man dear, is so this? humiliating. Uh, we dive in with a chat about Stingray that's coming up soon. Da-da-da-da. Uh, then, of course, we're straight <laughs> into the review of the reviews. This week, we're looking at Torchwood Coffee. Coffee? Well, yes, that is a caveman. Then it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Following that, we'll go behind the scenes with Dalek Universe 2 starring David Tennant. Oh, the, the biggest legacy that Terry Nation has, I think, is the Daleks. Naturally, the Randomoid Selectatron will be along next to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Hi. I'm Perry. And to round things off, we'll be giving you a free drama tease of the first 15 minutes of, you guessed it, Dalek Universe 2, 2, 2, 2. <laughs> More importantly, we're still alive. Yes, well, evidently. Just one, Great two. Bit of, yeah, it's self-manufactured echo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you get it all for me. It's a jack-in-the-box of sounds. It's totally, yeah. Oh, now we're going to talk about Stingray. Did you hear my Stingray trailer? Certainly did. It sounds mega, doesn't it? A big old, a big old trailer there. Well, let's have a listen to that. Stand by for action. We are about to launch Stingray. Acceleration rate six, phones. Let's go. Looks like one of those flying saucers. You boys have no idea what two determined girls can do when they try. Sighting could have come up on any of the four cold currents from Antarctica. Watch it, Troy. Blizzards can blow up mighty fast down here. A damn squid. Fire a sting missile. Too late. Oh, Marina. We must see that Troy Tempest does not lack company in the Antarctic wastes. It can be very, very lonely down there. Anything can happen in the next half hour. (laughs) Stingray! 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 Anderson Entertainment presents Stingray, Operation Ice Cap. There we are. Extremely exciting there. Stingray. Operation Ice Cap. We had great fun recording that one. Uh, all done, of course, uh, remotely, as is everything at the moment with uh, Big Finish, really. Mm. Um, well, this is for Anderson Entertainment. Although it's is. being released as a download from Big Finish and will be available for pre-orders, hopefully about now. 
So get in there and get involved, that's what I say. I've been doing the music for that one, really enjoying uh, getting my Barry Gray hat on and going slightly. It's great fun. It's, it's really interesting when you sit down and analyse what a composer does, mm. how they do it and their style. What did Barry, and- Barry Gray did all the uh, Jerry Anderson stuff, or most of it, certainly all the classic stuff. All what the, was, uh, the early know, stuff. What, what's your sort of view of his approach? Well, I mean, a lot of, certainly when you look at the way in which he puts together things, it's clear that a lot of it is bolted together, is the first thing I would say. A lot of it is small small music cues and small sections of things, which are then in post-production, they're mixed and matched and put together to be able to create what we see. And so it's really interesting. And he has various moods in which he has. It's really interesting. Like he has... Anything danger is always like, dun, 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 <laughs> you know, then you've got anything mysterious is normally vibraphones, harps and tremolo strings going. And a bit of know. high flute. Oh, lo- lots of lots of high flutes and, and stuff going on like that. Um, and then you've got anything funny is normally, you know, all that sort of sort of thing like that. Um, you know that the the list just goes on. There's a lot of marching stuff. I mean, I was doing the um, I was doing the drums actually for you know with Stingray. A lot of the um, the chase sort of musics for that are, are just drums going. Lots of drumming stuff going on. So I've been doing a bit of that. Have I got any drums? I think I just well, made. I it used is. one of your early cues in that trailer, didn't I? You just done a test cue. All the sort of you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I've got the microphone on a swivel, you see, and there's a... Let's see if I've got anything else that I can sort of play through the microphone. I did this... It is that the, the, the sort of bombastic nature of his music really gave the grandeur to the Anderson releases, didn't it? That would, just wouldn't be there, even though the effects and everything are great, just wouldn't be there without that music, would it? Well, it's all, you know, everything is huge. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. here's, here's something I did yesterday, which is, you know, this is me positioning my microphone in front of the speaker but you know when there's a disaster you hear sort of It's all really kind of big and explosive and then and then suddenly you get into kind of weird sort of stuff like it's all very suddenly quiet and different. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. But there we go, there's the tremolo strings. Woodwind in there, love a bit of woodwind. So yeah, it's it's a very it's a very fun kind of d- taking. Oh my god, my microphone stand is about to fall. Um, emergency it's a very, microphone emergency. stand. Dun, dun, dun. Bit of Barry yeah. Gray music. Yeah, I need a bit I of Barry Gray now. Dun, 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 wrangling with it. Um, but it's very it's very interesting doing you know doing that and and analysing the way in which he would he would do something and and for this we've taken under Nick's command, Nick's command, um, we've taken a sort of very different approach which is to, to a very similar approach sorry to, which is to create lots of little cues and bits and bobs so that in post production it can be bolted together in the same sort of way, um, and so I've been doing that although I have maintained a lot of the same transitiony bits to be honest because I've just it's just they flow so nicely some of them. Dun, da, da, da. And the recording session. 
was uh, I, yeah, I was in for one day. I was doing Commander Shaw and yeah. uh, Mighty <laughs> Titan. You know, the, the great thing about that is we were with such a, a fun and lovely group of people. You know, Wayne Forrester, for example, huge Titanic job there to do the narration for the whole thing. It was a big, and big job. Well. And, f- and he did phones, yeah. And, you know, and so you had yourself in there. We had a good old chuckle, as we always do. I yeah. had such fun doing Mighty Titan. You heard me there. Mighty the Titan! You did a better and job than me. doing <laughs> It's very lonely down there. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes, no, no subtlety required. It's glorious. But yeah. that's what's nice about it, isn't it? Is that there isn't, you know, there isn't subtlety, and of course, yeah, you know. We I, had... I realised that I'd remembered Commander Shaw. Uh, I made him a lot more like Columbo than he actually was. <laughs> <laughs> I had him kind of, you know, really gravelly. And of course, it's because I was a kid and he seemed like really old and gravelly to me. But actually, he sounds quite young on the on the originals. But stand by know, for action. I'm going, stand by for action. <laughs> uh, give me that cigar. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's it's all that it's it's your inter- it's an interpretation of how you felt watching it, isn't it? Which yes, is interesting yes. within itself, quite frankly, because it's a different perspective on things. Hmm. You know, you watch it and you think it's it's like when you think of John Pertwee being Doctor Who, you think of him as a sort of older chap. Uh, but then when and you he watch was him younger his, than I am now, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you watch him in his and you watch him in his early stuff, and he looks so fresh faced and young, it and does. yeah, it's, it's so. Well, it took about a year for that to go. A year. It's like prime ministers, isn't it? It's like yes. Once they're in, the aging process begins. Um, well, there you are. Stingray uh, should be up for pre-order now at BigFinish.com. So enjoy uh, Operation Ice Cap in case you didn't get the title. Well, now then, let's uh, take a look at the latest reviews. Why not? And this week, as promised, it's Torchwood Coffee. Morning, Squire. Welcome to Baps. What can I get you? Oh, a cup of coffee, please. Strong and black and... Name? Oh, Yanto. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, coffee. So, hot drinks are rituals. They're an easy way of finding common ground. Aliens. That's what's being hushed up. It's happening every day. And this city, it it doesn't care anymore. What better way of proving you're a friend than offering a stranger some boiling water to fling in your face? A cup of coffee's a way of showing a bit of pride. David! Kathy! Kathy! Performance art and a love of perfection. Big finish. We love stories. Well, yes, that is a caveman. We'll just go to bigfinish.com and type coffee into the search pane at the top and we'll deliver it within 45 minutes uh, with a little biscuit no we won't um uh, you'll get uh, milk and two sugars of course no you won't uh, sorry that was just nick's coffee order there <laughs> see so first up then we've got one here whoreview.com from daniel mansfield uh who says oh, we can hear seagulls at nick's my end. seagull my pet um, seagull <laughs> Funny, entertaining, and with a touching ending. Coffee is another strong release in the Big Finish range, and that's four stars, or could possibly be somebody stubbing their toe. Who knows? 
in the tortured range there. Uh, blog to who.com, Julia Tibbert, or maybe Tybert, says tortured coffee is honestly an incredibly enjoyable experience. The characters are realistic and fun. Humour, fun, not funk, I think I said that. Uh, Humour runs through almost every interaction, and there are also genuine moments of heart and emotion. Sci-fi bulletin.com Paul Simpson says a different take on familiar situations makes for a strong drama and that's a 9 out of 10 that's almost like Confucius said that isn't it uh, cultbox.co.uk <laughs> says Rich Cross no Rich Cross says sorry if I could just read these words in the right order uh, releases in the monthly tortured range inevitably have a small cast and a modest sense of scale but coffee is an especially quiet and intimate sort of story and there's a poignancy and a warmth to this tale the understated connections with the existing tortured canon are there for those whose knowledge of the series is encyclopedic, yet it's not a level of familiarity that's essential to enjoying this audio. Oh, and that's four stars again, I think. Ow! Stubbed the toe. There's a lot of that going around. While I Michael that Kolniewski, uh from IndieMacUs.co.uk says, Coffee is a very welcome and extremely unique trip down memory lane, revisiting the tumultuous history of Torchwood Cardiff from an ordinary person's perspective who just so happens uh, connected to a long-time fan favourite of the series itself. Touching, heartbreaking, funny and engaging in rapid succession and mm. backed by a great trio of performances including the always exceptional Gareth David Lloyd, it is an interesting little tribute to what has come before for the spin-off that's a bit inaccessible to newcomers, but is that... Okay, there's no full stop there or comma. Um, it is a little interesting little tribute to what has come before for the spin-off that's a bit inaccessible to newcomers but still brings something new to the table to shake things up for a long-time fans who've been with the show since the very beginning. Eight out of ten there. Goodness me, what long sentences. It's like a long sentence there. Yeah, yeah. You have to take a gulp of uh, air <laughs> to get through that. The interesting thing there is that uh, Michael says it makes it a bit inaccessible to newcomers, whereas Rich Cross before said it, it yet it's not a level of familiarity. So actually so Rich Cross says the opposite that's two reviewers let's let's see who's right fight, fight to the death to the death <laughs> uh, the Doctor Who Companion.com Elliot Wood says this is another great tortured release from Big Finish that feels like a missing TV episode and yes you will cry when the ballad of Yanto Jones mm-hmm. is played Oh, digitalfix.com Baz Greenland uh, not to be confused with Baz Iceland says uh, coffee uh, could <laughs> come across as twee but Goss's script and Hancock's direction do far more it's not just the celebration of Yanto's life but Torchwood's journey too a sweet charming manner by which to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the show nice blue box big blue box podcast.co.uk Jordan Shortman says um, everything here is completely believable and fun as a look at some of Torchwood's greatest hits should be it's sweet charming and a great way to kick off the 15th anniversary releases sirensofaudio.com Dwayne Bunny our good, good chum Dwayne. there uh, James Goss delivers his trademark expansive storytelling with an incredible attention to detail ensuring that both fans of the TV series and the more casual listener alike will connect with the world of Torchwood like never before oh. Gareth David Lloyd excels uh, proving again how much this actor cares for his character even varying his accent depending on where the story is set in his timeline wow. this is a worthy start to the Torchwood monthly range for 2021. Nice review. Nice review. And interesting, again, Dwayne saying it doesn't doesn't matter whether you know Torchwood that well, you know, it's still really interesting and good. I think that's a good thing for people to just be able to hop on 
Uh, and for those who are, you know, huge fans of Torchwood to enjoy all the clever little references. Uh, That's it for this week. More reviews next time when we'll be talking Doctor Who Colony of Fear, a scary sixth Doctor adventure. With that scary owl. The owl back whenever whenever he gets an opportunity. Uh, Coming up soon, we go behind the scenes with Dalek Universe 2. But first, it's listeners' emails. right you don't need a scary owl to tell you that it's email time oh no and if you want your scary owl to deliver a meta meta a met a letter to us via owl post a meta letter meta letter is much better uh just send it to podcast bigfinish.com get it in and we will read it out so first one Sweet. up here is from david Steele. what's happening david um the subject of this one is jago and lightfoot series t- uh, 14 um wow uh benji nick hi there Hi there. Um, like many other people, I was very pleased when Jago and Lightfoot Series 14 was announced. I was very glad that we'd get some new stories from my favourite Big Finish Doctor Who spin-off. However, I have a bit of a problem and I'm hoping that you may be able to help. Uh-huh. I don't own a computer and do all of my interweb stuff on my phone. I also do most of my Big Finish listening via the app and here is the root of my trouble. Simply put, Jago and Lightfoot Series 14 is too big for me to download. My phone doesn't have room. I was wondering if it's at all possible for the series to be issued to those like myself who have bought it as individual chapters and stories. Otherwise, I'm not too sure how I'll be able to hear it. Fingers crossed that there's something that can be done. Very best regards, David Steele, Liberal Party HQ, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> my my phone. My phone. Um, David Steele is, of course, not uh, the the David Steele, <laughs> the uh, uh, one-time leader of the Liberal Party. The Liberal Party doesn't, in fact, exist anymore. It's no, the Liberal no, Democrat no. Party. But anyway, David Steele always preempts that joke that we would make otherwise in a very parochial British way. Um, David, 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 you've got a very tiny phone, haven't you? Um, These are by no means the biggest uh, things we've released. However, because we love you, I got Sue Cowley to... uh, Well, I I, I said, what can we do? And she has, on this occasion, uh, put up uh, in the special extra features uh, smaller uh, downloads of each individual bit so there you go if you haven't already discovered that go and have a look all right next up jt lamb uh, says um in an email um entitled mm, uh, oops uh, the one group of contributors to your company i have neglected to mention is the authors these most vital of personages the ones who have the ideas and the talent to make a universe in their heads and the skills to relay to the people the breadth of their vision the real heroes of the stories these few but spare a thought for those who are doomed to watch and re-watch hundreds of Doctor Who episodes and read books and listen to Big Finish endlessly researching to ensure the reader's characters the, char- the reader's character is true to type and make an enjoyable experience for the performer and listener. Imagine the exquisite torture they have to endure. <laughs> Bring out the comfy chair and poke those overstuffed cushions. You do the best job in the world, entertaining people. Well mm-hmm. done, JT Lamb. That's really nice. Thank you. That's lovely. The comfy chair. <laughs> um, this next one here is from Gil Hermie Guzmal. Uh, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, 
Subject to this one is Troublesome Drax. Mm. I've recently re-listened to The Trouble with Drax. Terrific story, by the way. And I have to say, the ending left me a bit curious. The Doctor and Romana bummed and say that soon they have a rematch with their phone. I can't say that, can I? Well, there we have a sort of uh, this is language being used differently throughout the world. I think I think that I think the oh, Doctor Romana bummed in this means um, fed up. Does that what it means? I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess they're bummed out. Yeah. Let's oh, move dear. swiftly on. Move swiftly on. Yes. Are there plans to have Drax show up again against the Doctor? Um, there are so many combos of Doctor and companions that would be so fun to have facing Drax's schemes. Um, my favourite would be Six and Connie against that one incarnation. Well, uh, we've got no plans for that. <laughs> She's still laughing about the different usage so, of words. It's so schoolboy. I'm sorry. I just started. I just it's just made me chuckle. Sorry. It's not a sentence you expect to read. Out today. Anyway, which is so no no more plans for drags. Um, that's it for this week. More emails next time with hopefully more creative use of language. <laughs> Well, we'll be drama-teasing you with Dalek Universe 2 at the end of this podcast. But first, here's a chance to go behind the scenes with it in an entirely spoiler-free fashion, of course. Yes, I've cut out all the spoilers, so there's just one word left. Hello, I'm Roy Gill, and I'm the writer of this story, Cycle of Destruction, which is part of Dalek Universe. The bay door was open when I came round. I thought he might be surveying exterior damage, but there's just trees and more trees out there. Mark's gone. Blimey. Knocks us out and drops us in the woods. Was it something we said? This is the uh, second story I've written for David Tennant's Doctor, and he's always a really exciting voice to write for. I probably find myself writing longer lines of dialogue than I would normally, because you know he's going to go at them with great attack, and uh, you know that he's, uh, as a performer, he's very capable of doing these uh, lightning-quick switches between being quite flippant or silly as the Doctor and then coming out with moments of, you know, intense indignation or curiosity or passion or whatever. So he's he's quite he's quite mercurial as a Doctor and I think he really energises every scene he's in. So, and that's very exciting to write for. Well, what exactly stops an android from switching this wipe off? Hmm? You've got an awfully smart cage of monkeys here, Tor. Don't tell me they can't figure out how to make a key. In terms of the, uh, the the Terry Nation influence or homages or whatever in Cycle of Destruction, I think that it's maybe a reminder that Doctor Who at its heart is an adventure story, really, an adventure serial. And uh, I guess this story, which is partly about reflections on identity and origins and themes like that, to not be uh, shy of remembering that every so often, you know, you need a bit of action, you need a monster, you need something something to catalyse the philosophy behind it, I think. It's not just about um, artificial intelligence and identity, it's also, I guess, about betrayal and origins, and uh, it's about alien bears. <laughs> My name is David Tennant, I play the Doctor. Alternative. This is the law of the Daleks. 
obviously, the the biggest legacy that Terry Nation has, I think, is the Daleks. I don't think there's, I mean, that's such a part of our popular culture. In Britain and around the world, they are recognised as a piece of design. They're instantly recognisable, and of course, that all that came from from Terry Nation's brain. So, uh, you know, he didn't do the sketches. That was Raymond Cusick, I think, wasn't it? But it's that sort of that spark of imagination that created these creatures, and then. He wrote for Doctor Who for years after that, and, and every time he would, often revisiting the Daleks, but, but adding an extra bit to their legend and their legacy, lots of which we sort of visit in this story. So I think uh, clearly Terry Nation. I mean, Terry Nation is one of the few writers that sort of a member of the public might recognise the name of, and that says something about the legacy of his creations. And I think, yeah, I don't... I, Although he did lots of wonderful things in his career, I think the Daleks cast a long shadow. I think, you know, that's what he will forever be remembered uh, for. For this adventure, he's teamed up with Anya Kingdom and Mark Seven, which were obviously an entirely new pairing for me to write for and to, to think about how he'd work with this doctor. Fancy a stroll? Oh, it's dense woodland. It'll be tough going. That's all right. These boots were made for walking. Uh... You're not wearing boots? Figure of speech. Do you not remember anything from the 1970s? With Anya, I found it really helpful to go back to the season Jane Slaven had recorded with Tom and listen to that and um, really get the cadences of her voice into my head. And I think we knew that for this season, the type of relationship is its very much a, a new series type of relationships so they are equals they are they will tease each other i think there's an interesting part of the dynamic in that i don't think the doctor perhaps trusts her to the same extent he would say donna or martha or rose but by the time of of my episode in this arc you know they've been adventuring for a while and they've got the measure of each other again and um i think she has an ability to kind of um, see into, uh, I guess, his motivations sometimes and maybe cut him down to size a little, which is perhaps a wee bit Donna-like, and I, I responded to that quite a lot, and it's it's a good sparky relationship. And then Mark Seven as well, who I remember from the comic strips. I, I, I have a very vivid mental picture of Mark Seven, who doesn't look unlike Joe Sims, so uh, I, I think that's uh, a rather good bit of casting there. You know, he's big and strapping and a bit sort of bald of head. So, yeah, I, I, that works for me. My name is Joe Sims and I am lucky enough to be playing Mark Seven. It's almost prehensile. Mark, give me a hand. You want me to detach my hand? Hey, No, don't be daft. Just spread your fingers up against the wall. Do you know what? I, I just find him such a compelling character. Mark Seven is an android that should be devoid of those kind of human emotions in order to be able to make fantastic judgments in positions of absolute peril, which he manages to do. But as you can see, or as you can listen, you'll just see all those human characteristics creeping in. And, and, and it just gets us to love him a little bit more. Um, it all comes from his programming getting uh, corrupted, I suppose, by, uh, um, by these compelling characters that he meets along the way. Each one makes him a little bit more human. And it's amazing to see you know, his, his, his kind of dedication and his loyalty, not just to himself, uh, not just to other people, I should say, but to, uh, like, you know, 
know, to, to, to what he considers to be justice. And as we can find out as, as the show wears on, he's got a few wrongs that he personally wants to right. And sometimes that, that beautiful android objectivity gets clouded uh, by some subjective human judgment. You can't do this, Mariah. Why not? It is not permitted. It is against our code. Not permitted? You have only learned how to follow, Mark. I have learned how to lead. And of course, with Mark as well, there's these um, the possibility that he has got, uh, you know, if if the dry, if the moment comes along, he can release that kind of greater strength in, in quite devastating ways. Ah, my name's Jane Slavin, and I play Anya Kingdom. What did you do? They are family. They deserve the same chance I had to leave and explore and find out who they are. Proud of you, Mark. Good call. Time to break the cycle. Time to leave home. For good. Ah, oh, I mean, it spills into the relationship with Mark Seven, the relationship I have with Joe Sims, in, and he's literally one of the my favourite people in the whole world. He's really funny. He appears to be frivolous and joyful and inside underneath that frivolity he's the most kind political spirited massively articulate human being and um i just adore him and um i kind of feel the same way about mark seven and that you know although he's an android Anya fully believes that he has his own thoughts and feelings. And I do too. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Dalek Universe 2 into the search pane to enjoy this one. Out this week, by the way, I, I've actually read the schedules correctly for a change. Thank you, thank well you. Well done, well done. Uh, don't forget that we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Dalek Universe 2 Cycle of Destruction <gasps> by Roy Gill any minute now. But before that, it's... The Random Points Electrotron, where we give you a 24... <laughs> 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Wow. Cycle of Destruction, by the way, just going back, I think that uh, I'm imagining some kind of bicycle that goes around destroying things. I'm sure it's not that. Anyway, Every time so you hear what, the bell, it means trouble. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding. Come on, then, what we got? Uh, we've got number 4.7, Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Perry and the Piskin Paradox, which oh, is always Perry. just a joy and a the, joy to say. Is it Nicola Bryan as Perry, of course, written by Nev Fountain, uh, with Colin Baker as the sixth Doctor. He's in it, is he? Uh, I assume yeah, so. Yeah, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin Baker turns up in a, in a, a Companion Chronicles. Let's have a listen to the trailer. Hi, I'm Perry. Hi. I'm Dr. Purper Gilliam Brown. I'm a first-year botany student at Cal State. I'm 40-several years old. I travel with my friend, the doctor, and I'm currently resting between my third and fourth marriage and my 91st and 92nd diet. But here's the twist. We left the TARDIS. The doctor was holding a small black device like a TV remote, pointing at Santa Monica Bay, and the device chirped. Alien technology. 
That must be him. Come on, Perry. The game's afoot. Something walked over my grave. I turned and saw a woman looking at me from across the street. But I'm sure my mind is playing tricks. The girl I see looks far too young to be me. My God! What was I wearing? I can't help myself. I just have to meet her. I am Major Zorn of the Piston Law Enforcement Squad. Where is Zal? I rushed around the back of the deli counter and ran out. I ran, wobbling in my unsuitable shoes. My God, I thought. I'm being hunted down by fish. How heroic. How stupid. Something happened here, Perry. Something that gave you two futures. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Great stuff from Nev Fountain, a very witty uh, writer. Um, something reminds me here of the Pescatons. I'm not sure why. Uh, hmm. And who was the director? Uh, the director of this one was John Ainsworth. Oh. Yeah, produced by me. David Richardson Music yeah. and post by Jamie Robertson. Oh, that's nice. So it's, you know, you've got a good lineup there, solid lineup. Well, uh, there you go. Um, uh, while I email Jackie at Big Finish to make sure she puts the offer live, Benji will explain how you get your discount. Thank Certainly, you. if you want to get your hands on this veritable audio feast, all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com and head to the podcast section on the menu at the top. Once you're in there, click read more. That's so you can read more. And in the blurb <laughs> well uh, underneath a photo of me and Nick, uh, it will say just click here and enter the code buck up. That's buck up, all capital letters. That's B U C K U P. Typing it right now and then click view offer and it will take you to the viewed offer. And you can get your 25% discount on that one. So I'm looking right now at the Flames of Cadiz, which was last week's uh, release there, which you can get uh, for a price of £7.49, uh, which you would otherwise not get. So it's well worth doing. Good way to fill in those gaps in your collection, mm. uh, which I wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, so always a pleasure never a chore thank you so much ran this week's tease for next week's podcast is entirely accurate unlike last week's when nick mistook the 11th of july for the 11th of august uh, how did that happen nick? well What's it happened I'm, i get confused about dates because there's something about i use firefox as a browser right and even though i've set the default settings to english uk english it English. keeps representing the dates in the American format, which has the month first. Mm, yeah. And I get completely confused reading the dates on our release schedule, which is on an online system I can access. You're so asking for trouble, yeah. It's just, I just jumped a month. So you, you last week dutifully read out a whole big preview saying, oh, next week it's the ninth Doctor. That's not for another month yet. Sorry about that. It's all gone pear-shaped to this end, but never mind. You know, you live and you learn, don't you, Nick? I'm afraid so. <laughs> Me. Well, anyway, next week's podcast is entitled Returning Home. Really it's very, I like that. I like yeah. what you did there. <laughs> and it's all about the latest Sherlock Holmes release from Big Finish, which is The Seamstress of Peckham. Rye. You know about that, don't you? I certainly do, yes. It's my first uh, voyage into the Sherlock Holmes uh, world for, for Big Finish. Uh, so, well, I mean, I've listened to them, but mm. certainly doing the audio is great fun. Really, a really different uh, release for me do something a bit like that and as you know I expect all the listeners know I love a bit of history I'm, I'm all about the past um, 
and so to do this was just wonderful to bring a lot of detail and nice. joy to that cracking story absolutely well ken bentley really thinks he directed it he thinks it's the best sherlock holmes we've ever done i'm not sure if that's true but it's nice to hear though isn't that's it? a great yeah oh, he said nothing but lovely things you know i love working with ken oh, he's just such such a knowledgeable chap makes always always makes the right decisions so yeah. just a joy for a sound Brilliant. designer to work with he really knows his stuff um and it was it was a really it was a really really good time working on this one um every you know the thing is as well you know nobody misses a beat and interestingly enough actually india fisher's in this one and mm, we've discussed mm. this she doesn't sound anything like india fisher it's no. amazing you would not know it was her uh, unless unless you, you, know, you read it or were told it it's really yeah. weird it is interesting isn't it? actually let's just have a listen to the the trailer there's been a murder dr watson in a smart family in a smart part of town well it's not my world you understand they've closed ranks against me but it troubles me sir the savagery of it in the heart of the greatest city on earth the concentrated brutality of the thing come watson the game's afoot from big finish productions sherlock holmes the seamstress of peckham rye a dead barrister in a new suit with a code in his pocket which has baffled the experts. The redoubtable Mrs. Tyndall was just about to tell me the story of that tragic night as she recollects it. I was. Anything I can do to bring my husband's killer to justice. I'm searching for links in the chain, for the proper connective tissue. A dead barrister, a missing neighbour, a new suit, a baffling cipher and a survivor who takes every night to the London stage in spite of her evident instability. An evening of terrible revelation! I was held captive in the cellar of my husband's home in Maida Vale. I lived in darkness and in squalor, with almost every dignity stripped from me. If anyone can figure it out, Mr. Holmes, I'm sure that you can. The name, sir. The name, at the very thought of which you turned quite pale this morning and flung me from these premises. I do intend to marry her, you know, at the earliest possible opportunity. But she needs... well... Uh, her husband has to grant her a divorce first. But I'm not now, nor have I ever been a criminal. I'm not the kind of fellow your friend Holmes would run down on some lonely moor before cuffing me and dragging me to justice. I make no assumptions, Mr. Drennan. I'd rather face my own wife or the police or a dozen consulting detectives than speak that name aloud to you. Tell me, man! Big finish. We love stories. Exciting stuff coming up there. In the meantime, just time for us to say... It's been great fun podcasting in your general direction once again. You can be sure that we'll be back in your ears next time, next week, for more Big Finish excitement. Bye for now. It's, it's been, been great, great fun podcasting, podcasting in your general, general direction, direction once again. again. You, you can, can be sure, sure that we'll, we'll be back in your ears next time, next week, for more Big, Big Finish, Finish excitement. excitement. Bye, Bye for, for now. now. I had to put in your correction in there just because it made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, next time, next week, here on the Bat Channel. Time now for Doctor Who, Dalek Universe 2, Cycle of Destruction. Yes, ring that bell by Roy Gill and starring David Bicycle Clips Tenant.
Doctor. Doctor. Not now, Doctor. Doctor, it's Anya. Anya Kingdom. Oh. We made Planet Four. Ah, oh, so that's what hit us. Oxygen's back, I see. <laughs> More importantly, we're still alive. Yes, well, evidently. I thought Mark was trying to kill us when he cut off the supply. That did seem plausible. Must have just wanted us unconscious and popped it straight back on again. I mean, there are nicer ways of doing that. Are you in one piece? More or less. Not so sure about the shuttle. Status report. Infrastructure holding at 90%, but the boosters need stripping back. Complete realignment. Yeah, I know how they feel. What about Mark? What's his status? Where is Mark? The bay door was open when I came round. I thought he might be surveying exterior damage, but there's just trees and more trees out there. Mark's gone. Blimey. Knocks us out and drops us in the woods. Was it something we said? Something he said, perhaps. A lark. Yes, I remember. Don't think he meant the bird. This isn't like him. He's a reliable agent, an excellent pilot. Even under the toughest conditions, he's usually so controlled. Interesting choice of words. Something took him over? He withdrew oxygen from the cabin just long enough for us to lose consciousness, not long enough to cause lasting damage. Strapped us nice and tight into some comfy flight seat so we wouldn't get bumped on the way down. I'd say that's very controlled. Left us here defenceless while he went off somewhere. We should find out where. Fancy a stroll? It's dense woodland. It'll be tough going. That's all right. These boots were made for walking. Uh, you're not wearing boots? Figure of speech. Do you not remember anything from the 1970s? It was another life. Me and not me. Although. Yeah. Uh, instant coffee. Strange clothes, an awful lot of orange and yellow. Yeah, mm, I've had whole regenerations like that. Come on then, let's go. Oh dear, this old crate's taking a bash. Oh, where's the celestial automobile coming you need, eh? That's another figure of speed, isn't it? Oh yes, I've got loads. Shuttle instruments say this is Janssen's world, not much else. I wonder how close Mark landed us to civilization. Well, that depends. How are we defining civilization? Libraries? Social structures? Kylie's deconstruction album? Oh, you know what I mean. Somewhere we can get parts. Well, could be right next door. Or an entire planet away. I'm not getting any emissions on the electromagnetic spectrum. Might be shielded, though. Mm, why shield? Oh, I don't know. Annoying neighbours? <laughs> what neighbours? Or maybe you've got secrets. Or you're scared. Mm. You'd better put together a shopping list anyway, in case we get lucky. Oh, all right. Well, you do what, exactly? Oh, check out these tracks. They lead into the forest. Bipedal, so I'm assuming Mark. Heading at pace. A man with a plan. Well, OK. Just, just don't go wandering off. Excuse me? It's the sort of thing I say to the people I travel with. Uh, really? Do you find they appreciate? Not so much, no. Usually they just go their own way and wind up falling into a chasm or something, need rescue. I'm a trained agent, Doctor, not a helpless innocent. Thanks for your concern, but I'll be fine. Yeah, noted. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, force of habit, really. Stupid of me to worry, really. I suppose I'm just more used to lovable amateur adventurers than your actual space security agent. Doctor! 
got company. And there we go. Hold on, Anya. I'm coming. That is one big bear. I think I disturbed it. Oh, really? What did you do, steal its picnic? I stumbled across its lair. Maybe Mark did too. Look, think positive. It hasn't actually attacked us. It knows this terrain much better than we do. It's gonna catch up sooner or later. Quick, 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 down there. Hide the tree. Whatever it is, it is very curious. Yes, about what they taste like. No, not necessarily. Some bears eat fruit. Or honey. Oh, I love a bit of honey. How long is it since I had a nice slice of toast? Focus, Doctor. We're getting deeper into the forest. If one of us were to act as a decoy... Oh, yes. You could lead that bear thing off, and I could get back to the shuttle, send a localised distress signal. Oh, yeah, I thought that might be how you'd like to play it. I'm being practical. Can't chase both of us. Oh, I wish I still had my blaster. You don't make things better by shooting at them. Ah! Ah! Quick! Ah! Stick with the tracks. Towards that clearing. Right behind you. Ah! No cover, no trees to climb, nothing. Mark wouldn't need a defence. Not against bears. Well, then why run? Unless he was heading somewhere. Doctor. What? I've lost Mark's tracks. No sign. They lead into the clearing, then stop dead. Well, they can't do. Not unless he was lifted off the ground. Or maybe he jumped, or maybe... Aha! Proximity alert. Proximity alert. A whole building hidden. Steel and glass and funnels. Ooh, it's like someone dropped the Pompidou Centre in the middle of a wood. I'm getting campus architecture science wing. Yeah, so am I. I was trying for a bit of poetry. Visitor protocol initiated. For your safety and comfort, please proceed inside. Well, I reckon we go in. Friend Bear doesn't seem so keen. Works for me. Come on, before they change their mind. Hello? I'm the doctor. This is my friend Anya. I don't think anyone's at home. Oh, someone opened the door. And shut it again. Could be automated. Whatever it is, I'm grateful. Hold that thought. I think I found the lights. Oh, oh. This place has seen better days. Oh, but the walls. Control panels all beaten and broken. Yeah, something wanted to get out. Didn't know how. One of those bear things? Hmm, could be. Although, well, I don't know, you saw how it reacted. Doctor, it was chasing us. 
Animals don't only move quickly to attack, they do it to play or protect. Oh, great. So it was going to protect us to death. Well, Mama Bear thinks her cubs are in danger. You bet she's going to move fast. Yeah, and animals, when caged, are liable to pace. Uh, what are you doing, Doctor? Just finding the inner door, trying to get it open. Yeah, could be a time delay. Why an airlock? The atmosphere outside's breathable. You hope? Now, scanned before we left the shuttle. I don't just blunder in, you know. Yeah, shame. Usually works for me. You go to all the effort of hiding your big shiny building, shielding it from scans. You don't want any Tom, Dick or Harriet dropping by uninvited, popping their muddy boots up on the couch. Perhaps they're being cautious. Ah, Eureka! Please, you were outside? Yes. Uh, did you open up? I didn't. Who are you? Okay, uh, let's take things slowly. I'm Anya Kingdom. Our shuttle touched down in the forest. Uh, we've lost our pilot, Mark Seven. Seven? I don't recognise that designation. What, no reason you should. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Moran Kez. Good name, Moran Kez. Mm. We got led up the garden path by one of your bears. Bears? Yeah, ursine quadrupeds. Green eyes, big snuffly snout, you must have seen them. You mean the Karu? Ah. They're curious about outsiders, generally non-aggressive. Karu, see, Anya, I told you they were friendly. Yeah, as I recall, you ran first. Well... The Karu live in small family groups. They have no natural predators. Know a lot about them, do you, Moran? These Karu. We've been making a study in our rest periods. Who's we? You and the other people who work here? Me and other me. It was our recreation when we went outside. Can't be right. Never go outside. Never. Never. Okay, all right. Calm down. Behavioural scientist Moran Kez, what are you doing here? There was a proximity alert. I was scared. I thought outside had got in again. Oh, that was likely us. Hello. Sorry for all the fuss. Moran Kez... Please return to your quarters. I've assigned an additional rest period. Are we safe, though, Mariah? I suggest you undertake a self-evaluation exercise. My journal. I could review my journal. Uh-huh. An excellent idea. Meditation and reflection will help you find your best self. Of course. I'll go do that. Thank you, Mariah. Glad to be of service. Uh, is she okay? She seems a bit, well, broken. You are visitors. You will follow me. Surrender to the Daleks! Viable work units will be allowed continued existence as slave labor. All resistance will be crushed. There is no alternative. I can't. No further. You must. My leg hurts so much. Please. Here, come on. I'll help you. We can rest a bit. I can rest, you mean? You don't need it. No, but I need you. Now sit. Get your breath back. 
way you pulled aside that beam wasn't even a challenge. It was nothing. You're a fighter, Mark, in so many ways. Ever since the day I found you, your dad always said you were a survivor. You think he's okay? He must have reached a shelter. He'd be so proud of you, the man you've become. I hope so. You're going to have to leave me, Mark. I won't. No won't about it. The Daleks are unstoppable. But you can get through this. You've got to keep being strong without me. That woman, Moran. She was confused. Traumatized. Mm. Anxiety and stress levels are running high. Base operatives require additional rest periods to rebalance. But not you. You don't seem stressed at all. Well, it's not conducive to my function. Which is what, exactly? I'm Deputy Commander. Right. My name is Mariah Six. Six? Unusual. What's the derivation? All androids at this centre have numerical suffixes. Really? You're an android? You are disturbed. <laughs> Don't be. I'm not. I'm surprised, that's all. Biologicals are often uneasy when boundaries between personnel are ill-defined. Our names lend clarity. Tells us you're a robot when everything else about you says human. That's either very useful or a complete imposition, depending on your point of view. What do you reckon, Mariah? Your presence at this facility is unexplained. Ah, yes, papers. Sorry, stupid of me. Here you go. You are... A system administrator? Yes. Your task is inspection? Oh, yes. Administering and inspecting are what we are here for. Ah. I will take you to Captain Tor. He is Alark Commander. Alark? Like Mark said on the shuttle. Now we're talking. What's Alark, Mariah? This is Alark. I know that. What is it? Uh, an administrator would already be aware, surely. Well, consider it a little test. Part of my inspection. Not a very challenging test. Nevertheless. ALARC is an acronym for Advanced Learning Android Research Centre. Of course it is. I mean, correct. Yes. And you're pretty advanced already, aren't you, Mariah Six? So advanced, I reckon I've met your brother. But there aren't any other androids like Mark. He told me he was the only one. Six plus one equals Mark Seven. Perhaps he came home. You heard any other new arrivals? Your questions are best addressed to Commander Tor. Please wait here. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. My dear, dear, dear friends.